And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host. One half of the Corner Full of Fed Podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Money Mindset here on the Corner Full of Fed Podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, we started. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doing that no more. We don't need to let y'all know that the reason we do Money Mindsets now is because we used to do Wealth Wednesdays and Wealth Wednesdays because Jordan went on paternity leave. How about we get Jordan off of paternity leave and get him back on? We said we, we said we were going to record in February and February only has seven days left, eight days left of that leap year this year. And let's just say it's not turning that way. But we get on quarter full of that podcast. We talk about health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in between. We want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. And now I see why people say I go on tangents and things like that. But you know, the great thing about having your own stuff is you get to do what you want to do. So if y'all want to do something that has a better direction and you go start your own, you know, content creation platform or whatever it is, or go listen to somebody, you know, who, who talks and conducts themselves, how you enjoy shout out to the people again, leave the comments, like share and subscribe, leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. Again, we appreciate the comments. I do my best to respond to everybody as fast as possible. I respond to everyone, but I do my best to respond to everybody like within 24 hours. We appreciate the comments and feedback again. If you guys want us to talk about anything, just let us know. You can leave a comment on the YouTube video. That's the easiest way for us to see it. But you can always DM us. Our information is in the description on YouTube. All right. And last but not least, don't sue me. Sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Myself, nor Jordan, or fitness or finance professionals. Anything you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only. You need to reach out to a professional before and do your own research before taking any action. But I'm all out of wax. This early in the morning episode. I'm not as awake as I thought I was. I know y'all see the topic of today's video. We're going to talk about childcare. And I think millennials slash Gen Z delaying having children due to student loan debt. But then when we talk about how much childcare is when we get into it on this episode, shout out to my wife who's a stay-at-home mom. Childcare is egregious. It's unreal. Um, now, I'm not going to say it should be illegal. But there are people who believe it should be subsidized by the government. I'm not on that track because... One thing that is expensive is humans. So if you have a kid, you got to know it's going to cost a lot. We're going to get into some of these numbers of how much child care is. And before I, you know, then I'm supposed to say, you know, before that, comment, like, share, subscribe. But again, student loans, as we do the normal things that we talk about at the beginning of every episode, student loans, still nothing yet. I'm going to have to do some research to see if anything's popped off. Again, like I said, I believe on the last full episode, I'm probably going to wait until the election season really gets ramped up and we have. It looks like it's probably going to be Biden and Trump again. I don't know what they're doing with Trump. Is he going? I don't know if he's is President Trump going to jail, not going to jail. I don't know. But it's like, like we're going to have Biden and Trump um, again. But we're going to see uh, what they're going to talk about as far as the student loan standpoint. At least Biden, because he did. He he's going to say he got student loan forgiveness done, which he did, but he didn't get the mass student loan forgiveness done. But he's going to say he did get it done. It's just that the Supreme Court said he couldn't do it. So we'll see how that all plays out. And then we're going to talk about. Monthly car payment. It looks like I got an updated article from NerdWallet, but I don't think I did. So I'm going to do some more research on that. But it looks like the numbers are exactly the same as far as the car payments. Over 700 for a new car and over 500 for a used car. So I'm going to do some more research on those to see if something actually increased. All right. But that, that's it, y'all. Let's get into it. And today we're going to we're going to Newsweek. All right. Daycare is too expensive. All right. Let me share the screen. I know I struggle to do this. And also, too, for the first time listeners, I do not read these articles ahead of time. 
and we'll see what the name of the author is for this person. But normally the author's name destroys me and my ability to pronounce it. Okay, here we go. I was like, where the author's at? All right, here we go. Newsweek. Child care now costs more than college's parents folk or over $36,000 a year. $36,000 a year. This published January 19, 2024. I told you I'm going to get caught up on the articles. I don't know if I'm caught up or not, but I'm doing more recent ones now. Again, this is on January 19, 2024. Uh, 2024. 36K a year for child care. I want to see how this is hopefully is broken down to, you know, one child versus, you know, two ch children in daycare. I already did a student loan episode going into 2022, going into 2023, about how much college costs, at least going to your local state college is definitely not $36,000 a year for a public university. Oh my goodness. All right, here we go. It's official child care costs are now more than... You pay for college. By the way, shout out to the 529 before we get all the way into it. You can use a 529, I believe, for daycare costs. I'm not 100% sure. I know you can use it for private school, but you can leverage a 529 from for your early child, I guess, childhood education. So daycare is not childhood education, maybe. But you can use a 529 for those of you who want your children to go to private school. It might make more sense just to pay for it in cash because you don't have that time for you know the money to grow in the market. But just another little tidbit since we're talking about kids' stuff here. It's official child care costs are now more than you pay for college. Parents have long been feeling the strain of child care as inflation remains stubbornly high. I thought inflation was slowing down. Around 47% of parents spend up to 18000 a year on their children. Okay, it's probably 36 k because the average person has two kids, right? On child care expenses, according to a new cost of care report from care.com, while 20% of parents indicated they spend more than 36%. So 67% almost 70% of people are spending at least $18,000 a year in childcare. The website is an online marketplace for families to find childcare among other forms of care. So many ads on this one. Compare this to the yearly tuition and room and board at a public university. I told public university and parents might be shocked that for the 2023 to 24 school year, the average cost of attendance for a public four year and in, in state, right? So essentially the cheapest way you can go, that's not community college, but at a four year, including tuition, all tuition, it says all tuition fees, and room and board was $24,000, according to the U.S. Department of Education. 12, well, okay, the eight, it's not more than the 18K, but it's, I mean, look, it's 6K difference between 18 to 24, but it's, it's damn near close, but it's definitely less than obviously the 36K it's talking about here. Within the first five years of, child, of child's life, parents are being forced into a financial hold that is nearly impossible to climb out of. See, here we go, we get into that language. Oh, wait, I messed up. This is by Suzanne Blank, reporter, consumer, and social trends. My bad. Shout out to Suzanne Blank. See, I wouldn't say that parents are being forced into a financial hole because you're not forced to have children. So any of the, let's just call them repercussions from a financial standpoint that come along with children, you can't say they were forced upon you because you weren't forced to have children. So you willfully entered the situation. All right. This is the verbiage that we like to talk about here on the Court and Full Effect podcast, where when you see these things or hear these things or read these things, I guess you got to see things and read them unless you're blind. Shout out to the blind people out there. But the, these are the things where it's like, yeah, man, I was forced to pay for all this. No, you were not forced to pay for this high ass daycare. You guys are having sex. And shout out to the people who keep having sex. They want to do it with, with protection. They get mad when they get pregnant. If you don't want to get you're pregnant, then don't have sex. That's 100 percent way. 
I guarantee you, if you do not have sex, you don't get around any type of seminal fluid, you don't go around no vaginas, you're going to be good to go. All right. Uh, Brad Wilson said this CEO of care.com said in a report, a healthy economy depends upon the ability for people to save and spend. But so wait, so it's Brad Wilson. See, if Brad Wilson, who's CEO of care.com, he might be an economist. He's a CEO. But if he's a CEO and can talk about the economy then of care.com, which helps you with child care, I believe I should be able to talk about some stuff, too. Yes, the healthy economy depends on the people to save and spend, but given the crushing weight of childcare costs, those pillars are crumbling. Oh, look at this little baby here. It's two-year-old. This two-year-old Blossom. Oh, Blossom. That's a nice name. Shout out to Powerpuff Girls. This is Blossom Walker. She's a niece's photographer. Photographer's niece. I said niece's photographer. Uh, yep, she's taking educational activities at her home on February okay, 21st. I mean, February 11th, 2021. This is Bradford, England. Childcare costs now can be more expensive than a year of college. Okay. This what is this? Okay. All right. Um, the consequences of rising childcare costs are prominently seen in family savings accounts. Okay. Before we get into what we're talking about, family savings accounts, if they get into that, can y'all? Did I did I move Dave to the right part of me? Nah, he's not. But we, we're just gonna we're gonna flash, we're gonna flash no sponsorship. We're gonna flash Dave again. Um, I gotta redo my books because they fell down. So when we talk about you know family planning in the sense of planning to have your children, what is stopping people from realizing that maybe we should put ourselves in the best financial position we can, which in short might be paying off all your consumer debt, having three six months emergency fund saved, just just maybe do that. Before you get into having children, if you're one of these people going to sit here and then complain about how much childcare costs and the lack of savings, again, as I've said, I've already said this before, if you want the the biggest expense we all have is a human. Like when you look at your budget, okay, that's how much it costs to take care of you for all the single people out there with no children. Like you have to make that much money and you spend that much money on you. Okay. Then for people go out here and get in relationships, get married. Right, whatever y'all call them now, partners. I don't know. It's all these various things out here now for relationships, situationships. But then you see how much money this other person needs to make to take care of themselves. You might be giving them some money to help them take care of themselves. And I say take care of, just spend money on yourself. Then you add another human, a smaller human, aka a child or a baby, into this, and it's like, oh no, we have to spend more money. Yeah, because humans cost the most amount of money. All right, the report which surveyed again, y'all talk about these reports don't survey that many people. Two thousand parents. I've helped way more. I've done way more than two thousand teletransactions. So I know I did. You know, I know for a fact I can give my own anecdotal evidence from a professional teller standpoint. Anyways, two thousand people surveyed discovered thirty five percent of parents tap into savings accounts to cover childcare. See, that's a lack of budgeting because childcare. One, once you get pregnant, you get anywhere from six to eight months roughly speaking i mean depending on how you know people are tracking their cycle but you're gonna get anywhere from usually six to eight months roughly speaking to know that you're about to have a child in that time yes you got to start preparing you know buy, buying stuff for the child as far as you know the crib and things like that if it's your first kid clothes diapers etc etc even though a lot of people know they have baby showers now but like you know when your child's going to need to go to daycare as far as you know the youngest age they can go so you should start preparing for these things working to your budget and again i'm gonna keep hitting on this hot pun intended i'm gonna keep hitting this when we're talking about it you're having sex shout out to the people with college degrees who get shocked that if they don't pay 
or satisfy the interest when they make their student loan payment that their balance is going to increase. Shout out to people who are having sex and getting surprised that a baby is, you know, showing up nine months later. All right. 68% of people said they tapped into their savings. Um, oh, excuse me. 68% of respondents had only six months worth of savings before they'd run out for good. That's what's wrong with that. It says 35% of parents tap into savings accounts to cover childcare, and 68% of respondents had only six months worth of savings before they run out for good. What's wrong? They're supposed to have six months. I mean, if you just drain your savings, then yeah, in six months you'll be out if you stick at that burn rate. Legal clarity on that one, Mr. Wilson. Wilson said that based on these numbers, it's just not parents that should be concerned. Childcare crisis should be a major red flag for everyone, not just parents. Wilson said it's a systematic, excuse me, a systemic failure that will impact our nation's economic growth and that affects us all. Okay, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services said childcare is only considered affordable when it costs families no more than 7% of their household income. So when we come here, and I think we got new household income numbers. I think it's, I heard it was around 70,000 now. Yep, let's share this tab. All right, so we're saying right now, this is 2022, but this is what most recently popped up from their bureau. Let's see if we get something. Okay, census. We got U.S. census from 2022. So $75,000 in 2022. This data is so behind, by the way. I mean, we're in 2024. I guess 2023 just ended. they waiting for people to file their taxes. Okay, that makes sense. Anyways, as I correct myself live on air, shout out to the errors and cleanups. So we got $75,000 of your gross, and 7% of that is going to be... I don't even know why I did the math because 10% of 75, right? Thousand is 7,500. They saying, hold on, let's. This is my first I've ever heard of a number of how much daycare should be of your household um, income. The US Department of Health and Human HHS said childcare is only considered affordable when it costs families no more than 7% of their household income. Let's just go based off of gross. So per $100,000, childcare should be no more than 10K. Is this per is this per child Department of Health Human? I'm now shout out to student loans how much they go up. This is saying childcare is 18 18k. So let's just do 18k. It's almost half. When it's 30, it's 24 percent of 18k. Then 36 percent is obviously going to be almost 50 percent of 75. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Maybe it should be illegal. All right, but the current market, the current market doesn't match that, obviously. While the average weekly nanny cost is a whopping $766. Goodness gracious. Average daycare costs aren't much better at $321, a study found. There is daycare costs, but if you, because my wife did this when um, she was doing her cleaning service, she was cleaning for people who, um, they had like a, they had a live-in nanny. And I believe that is cheaper than what it is for um, to send them to daycare. Now, obviously, though, you have to have space for this person to live with you, so you have likely increased housing costs. But as far as just how much it costs to have a living in, I believe that is cheaper than just having someone come to your house. But seven hundred sixty-six dollars, hey, them nannies making bank. I got some friends that is nannies, and they do be they do be making a lot of money. All right, with most parents paying upwards of eighteen k, my goodness, even about even if you make a hundred thousand dollars, it's still eighteen percent. Even if you make $200,000, it's 9%. I want to be very clear. I want to be very, so we can, so we can, 
I'm not sharing the tab. My bad, y'all. I want to be very clear. All right, here we go again. Seven percent, and then nannies is seven seven or six six dollars for nannies, and then three twenty one for daycare. But I want to be very clear. It's saying seven percent is what it should be. But am I doing this math right? Eighteen thousand. Yeah, it's eighteen percent of a hundred thousand. Yeah. So even if you make two hundred thousand dollars gross or net, even if you make two hundred thousand dollars net, even if your net is two hundred k, you're still two percent of what it should be, as far as how much your what will be considered affordable daycare. And this is from this is like from like care.com. This is from the Department of Health and Human Services. This is a government agency, a federal government agency. It's saying it should be seven percent of your household mm-hmm. income. I did not know it was that low. I did not. I did. That is insane. And see, this is what I'm talking about the math. When you start running out the math, if childcare is supposed to be 7%, no more than 7%, right? They're supposed to put in 15% to your retirement. That's 22% right there. Then they want your DTI to be no more than right. You start you start adding up this math, then you got to add in taxes. And y'all want to keep this debt? Because you, you can get to 50% real quick before you even start paying taxes and healthcare. Obviously, for those of you who have um, HSA or FSA, there's a, um, the FSA, I think it's FSA dependent account. I can't remember exactly what the verbiage is, where you can put money into your FSA. It's going to be tax deductible or you don't pay any taxes on it, should I say. And then um, you can use that towards your child care or however you're supposed to do that. But there is an FSA out there for dependent care on top of an FSA or HSA that you have. So I believe you can have the HSA. So I'm trying to work on not talking fast. I believe you can have an HSA and an FSA dependent care. Yep, you can have yeah, dependent care FSA. Yep, you can have that and as well as HSA. You can't have an HSA health savings account, by the way, for those who don't know. You can't have a health savings account and a flexible spending account, but you can have a health savings account and a dependent care flexible spending account, which is going to be the for dependent care. And that's via your employer or your insurance, technically, but most people get their insurance through their employer, but some people can't do it through the marketplace. Okay, let's let's be clear. Seven that's seven percent by HHS is um is a cra- is crazy low number. And um, I want to be clear, almost nobody is hitting that. I would say, like, I, I see how many people are paying 18K or 36K, but how many people are at the no more than 7%? I would say no one. I don't know anyone who's at 7% or less besides the people like myself who we're not paying, we're not paying for, we're not paying for daycare. I just want to say it one more time as we, as we wrap up, if you make $200,000 net, if you make 200k net all right that's over sixteen thousand dollars a month net that's over 8k of a check all right if you get paid twice a month if your daycare is over seven percent of that what your daycare should be of that is one thousand one hundred sixty six dollars which over the course of a year it should be fourteen thousand dollars so if you make 200k net your daycare should be 14k to hit this mark from hss as far as being no more than seven percent of your household income that's crazy that is crazy. I mean, that's 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 disgusting. What's that guy on TikTok? He's a guy from New York, and he'd be making fun of people. He's like, that's crazy, or whatever you be saying. I got, I got a good New York accent. Anyway, most parents paying upwards of 18K, right? They spend on average 24%. Okay, like, like I said, okay, 24%. That's the household income number. They're using 75K again, I believe, for the household income. Yep. Um, of their expense. With many forking over more than more for their children to be cared for while they're at work. Yeah. All all respondents are parents of children 14 years okay, or younger and currently pay for professional child care confirmed by both consumer match data and self-confirmation. 
the report said, beyond the pricing issue of most daycares on a typical American family is another problem. Access to daycares. Didn't the cost? And let's not be talking. They're probably not going to get to it in this article, but we got the cost of daycare. We got the ability to actually get into a daycare. But then we got about then we go about the people working at these daycare facilities. And then we go like as far as, you know, security. And then we go about the information that these people at the daycare are putting into the children at daycare. Those are four different layers. I'm paying this much money and I can't even get in. But once I do get in, I got to pay this much money. Then who is working here? Right. As far as from a security standpoint. And then on top of that, we got. What are you teaching my child? Because. Ooh. Shout out to my wife. Anyways, the report found that 65% of parents spent time on daycare center waitlist. 81% of waitlisted parents found themselves on multiple waitlists simultaneously. That's all of them. Around 43% said they've been waiting for four. How are you going to wait for four months or longer? I guess it's before or after the child is born. Right, children in daycare, I think around three months. I, I would not know because my son is not, not in daycare. So I didn't take the time to research it exactly. Let's see. I'll just look at it real quick. Six weeks old. Goodness, six weeks. That's crazy. Okay, how to get around the high cost. Let's see. Increase your income, obviously. If you do have daycare access, but you're still struggling to make the payments, there are some options. Jim Usler, Wealth Advisor, HCM Wealth Advisors, recommends... I do not read these articles ahead of time. I am not a wealth advisor, but I'll be telling you I'll be knowing this information. Parents see if their employers offer a flexible spending account, FSA. These typically are pre-tax, right? I didn't mean tax deductible, pre-tax. Way to pay. Money is withheld from your check. Okay, that's what pre-tax means. And you simply request it paid back to you once you have the receipt showing the qualified expense. Yeah, FSA or an HSA is like really, it's not, a, I wouldn't consider a bank account, but just if you have like your own bank account where the money is at, you usually get your own debit card within, you know, you can make, you swipe it and make transactions for that. Then you get reimbursed that money. Um, or you can, you get reimbursed that money. You show proof of receipts. So you not have to pay taxes on all, all these various ways to, you know, show that it was a qualified expense that that HSA or FSA money was used on it. And I believe to my knowledge for 2024, HSA and FSA qualified expenses are exactly the same. I believe my mom told me like when I was growing up, there was a time where they weren't the same, but I believe now the expenses, the qualified expenses are the same. Yeah, payback once you have receipts showing the qualified expense. Yeah, okay. Usler told Newsweek, the amount you can utilize as a pre-tax deduction may not cover your entirely, entirely, entire yearly child care costs, but every bill that helps. Yep. Okay. Okay. Employers largely lacking when it comes to how they support their workers who are parents in America. I wish Jordan was here. He let y'all know that uh, since he's a government employee, I believe I, I got a CAC myself. So I believe I think all you need is a CAC. But since since Jordan is actually government, he um, I'm gonna call it a stipend, but he they give him money for daycare for him and his wife or his son. While many other industrialized countries let workers take paid leave, yet way longer than the United States, is sorely lacking in options for working parents, Keisha Blair, an economist and founder of the Institute of Holistic Wealth said. And yes, compared to other countries, the U.S. as far as maternity leave and paternity leave are behind in support as far as child care. We recognize that. But since you know that, just like how healthcare is crazy in the United States, since you know that going into the situation, you should do your best to prepare. And it doesn't mean you have to be someone who doesn't send your child to daycare. Both parents want to work and both parents work. But you have to know you you know that going into it. And so you should prepare for it. It's not it's not a shock 
that healthcare costs a lot or the healthcare system is crazy in America. It's not a shock that daycare, it is a shock that daycare costs this much relative to what the Department of Health and Human Services says it should be a percentage of from an income standpoint. I, I would have not guessed 7%, even though we think about all other percentages out there, it, you know, there's not too much percentages left to take from someone's income. But 7% is crazy low from an affordability um, threshold because no, almost probably no one is at that. If anyone, I I'll be surprised if anyone is at that type of day um, threshold and it's like at a daycare that, you know, you'd want to send your child to, quote unquote. But you know that in America, the daycare is expensive and you have to prepare for this situation. We can't keep letting people, when I say be financially illiterate, but like act like they don't know the information. You know, daycare and children are expensive. Keisha Blair, an economist and founder, okay, talked about Ms. Blair here. The United States is the only industrialized country that doesn't have national paid leave for childcare. Our tax rate is significantly lower compared to these other countries, by the way. The United States has the most educated workforce of women in the labor market, but the lowest labor force participation rate of women. <laughs> okay, let's read this again, everybody, as we wrap. As I think we're almost done here. Yeah, we're almost done. Okay, we're going to say this again. This is not me. I believe this is Keisha Blair, economist and founder of the Institute of Holistic Wealth. Keisha Blair said that the United States has the most educated workforce of women. I guess it's percentage-wise because we have more women than you know, most countries have people. We have the most educated workforce of women in the labor market, but the lowest labor force participation rate of women. So we got the most educated women, but we have the least amount of women working. Is this what it says? When you listen to all, because you know, if you're like anybody on the internet, you see all these relationships, um, you know, podcasts or whatever pop up your algorithm. I've never heard that stat. I've never heard the stat that yes, we have the most educated women, but we also have the most the least of the we have the least amount of women in the workforce. That's crazy sad if it's true. Blair said that without a healthy childcare structure, the economy won't function properly properly. See, Blair is an economist, so we're gonna give Miss Blair here credit, but you know, uh Mr. Wilson, he was just the CEO of care.com. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to Blair here. Economy won't function. They're saying the same thing. And women are most likely to feel the effects. Okay. Women bear the brunt of the costs and lost opportunities that carry over to their retirement years. Yeah. Blair said, due to this, child care policy could be a key issue looking ahead to the 2024 election. I want to be clear. Child care is not a child care as important as it is. It is not on the docket. We we this is what I talk about. We have, we have, y'all need to start prioritizing issues. We have other issues that unfortunately that outrank childcare. You got the, excuse me, you got the issue with the war going on, right? I mean, that's at the top because the president is commander in chief. Um, so then you got student loans, which, you know, you got the economy because you're complaining about inflation, which you could, I guess, wrap this into the economy slash inflation. But this is, yeah, ch childcare is not, um, you know, Roe v. Wade has got overturned. I mean, like, it's, how does Roe v. Wade impact childcare? Anyways, so, Look, childcare. Yeah, they probably will bring it up maybe as a question, but no, I've never in my in all my thirty plus thirty plus years going on thirty one years of living, I've never heard childcare brought up as a policy at the state, you know, local county, you know, county, city, Baltimore City. Never heard it federal level. Never heard it brought up in the same light as these other issues, like you know how much people care about how much you spend on the defense budget. Like something like Roe v. Wade, like inflation tax, all that type of stuff. Childcare is not is not in that type of cat. First, people still complain. You know, Second Amendment. No, oh my goodness. Um, but when it says here, 
women bear, I keep saying we're about to wrap up because the article's almost over, but women bear the brunt of costs and lost, lost opportunities that carry over to their retirement years. This is such a, like an inserted sentence. Costs here and opportunities, my guess is they're talking specifically since they're saying retirement years, talking about financially. Yes and no. There's this, the people who have the most money are married people. People who stay, you know, married for, you know, significant amount of time. And that's in short because married people pay the least amount of taxes and they have more things that they can access from a tax standpoint and all these type of different resources. However, for married women, let's not talk about how long you stay married or not, but let's just say you stay married. You shouldn't be having a loss when it comes to costs and opportunities compared to single women, right? Because eventually you'll go back to a two-income household when you go back to work or the other issue, right? Childcare. Or the complaint is that, you know, women make more money than men. Excuse me, men make more money than women. So you should still be in a situation where as a married woman, even though, yes, you're not in the work, you step out of the workforce for those women who decide to stay at home and that can impact your earning potential. But over the course of your lifetime, you get to retirement years, it should not impact the married women, the women who stay married. I need some more data on that. I have not seen that. All right, here we go. Almost all parents or roughly 88% said a candidate's position on child care policy will influence their vote in the upcoming election. According to the report, good luck with that. I'm excited to see. We'll talk. We'll talk. Look, if I end up seeing an article about child care pop up when it comes to these presidential elections, I will do my best to cover on here and do my best to remember to look out for that. But all right, y'all, that's it. Locked and loaded. Again, if I can get to the top of this article. Again, child care costs now more than college as parents spoke over 36K a year. I want to be very clear. Department of Health and Human Services, as we find it again, said said that child care Childcare should be no more than 7% of their household income. And they didn't say gross or net here, but even if you grossed, excuse me, even if you netted 200K a year and you were paying 18K, you are still over the 7% threshold. You're at 9%. All right. And again, this is by Suzanne Blank. That's it, y'all. Locked and loaded. End of the episode. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platform as well as the sun is like dead in my eye. Again, the videos are continuing to be posted as far as the shorter clips. We appreciate y'all running up the numbers and giving us feedback and leaving those comments and myself responding back. And we just appreciate y'all running up the numbers. The, the analytics is going up. All the people out there who say, you know, be consistent, continue to post, continue to post, get on a schedule. It's working. So we're continuing um, to do that for y'all. Again, if y'all have any feedback, y'all want to see us talk about something in particular, just let us know. All right. Next episode. I can't remember, but I got it queued up. I also got, again, I need to work on reacting to videos. I got, we're going to get back into what Jordan and I were doing with the, um, uh, excuse me. Well, what did we call that? See, Jordan and I did so much stuff where we reacted to the social media information. I can't remember what we called it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on doing that. So see how it interacts with StreamYard and I can hear the audio and things like that. So we can start doing some of that content as well. All right. That's it, y'all. Locked and loaded. My information as well as my co-host Jordan information can be found in the description on YouTube. Jordan is Stop Stalling Jay. His business page is finallyfit.live. Sign up for the 5.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time virtual training sessions on Monday and Wednesday. And I'm sideline underscore Corey where y'all can reach out for personal coaching on the financial side of things. All right. As it y'all, remember to save more and say less. 
Keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.